I'm beginning to think this is about more than food, Nora said. Yes, I need to eat enough in my meals to prevent binge eating or attacking the ice cream when I get mad, but that alone never did it. I feel like for the first time, I can actually see myself today stepping away from binging and eating compulsively. I actually believe it's possible for the first time. I have fixated on food for more than 15 years, Nora continued. I tried high-carb, low-carb, plant-based, no sugar or flour, and then I tried just eating everything. But I just kept going round and round. Food was always still an issue. What's changed in the last two months is that I'm doing all this other stuff, pushing myself harder to get enough sleep, keeping tabs on my brain and stress levels during the workday, trying to purposely include joy in my days, which I'll admit has been mighty hard stuck in an apartment during a pandemic. Something about the combination of these factors feels like it's fundamentally changing me. I think I'm actually curing whatever was causing all these food problems. I just wanted to share. Thank you so much. Nora. I wanted to read Nora's email again, and I did. And then I read it a third time. I kept it in my inbox for a while, and it brought a smile to my face every time my eyes ran over her words. She sounded so hopeful. Having hope is a precious thing. Hope is warm and buoyant, and it makes us want to get up when we fall and stay in the game. It makes us keep trying. It makes us interested in what's going to happen next. Lots of people who reach out to me feel like they've lost their hope, at least for the moment, like a misplaced set of car keys. Their emails sound like things I think when I lose my keys. Have you seen my hope? Is my hope in your pocket by chance? If you were my hope, where would you be? Where is the last place I can recall seeing my hope? In this episode, I'll share some more about why you listening can have the exact same experience Nora did. You can have hope and excitement about leaving binge eating and emotional eating behind. I'll show you exactly six places I want you to look. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. As Nora explained, she had been looking in the same place over and over for the cure to her binge eating disorder. She just kept looking at food. This is similar to what I always do when I can't find my car keys. I look on the hook by the door. This is the place I expect them to be. But if I can't find my car keys, odds are they're not on the hook. Nora thought that food-centered problems must have a food-centered solution. And I gotta love her persistence. Nora literally did every diet and food restriction type I can think of. And remember, I'm a dietitian, so I know all of the food restriction schemes. But none of these fixed her issue. When I met Nora, I saw in her a perfect candidate for what I call the more method. She was just crying out for it in everything she said. Like many of the people I work with, she needed to eat more in her planned meals to remove the urge to binge that came from calorie restriction. But that's step one out of many. All the food in the world wouldn't have filled up the other areas where she was having too little. And having too little 
in other areas of our lives is one of the main reasons people develop behaviors like emotional eating, binge eating, or fixating on food. These are the areas I'm referring to. Number one, body love. Nora was so low on body love. She was incredibly critical of her looks. She didn't seem to notice that her body functioned so well. She was healthy and had two wonderful children. Her body created those. But she was just sharply critical of what it looked like, and she felt like her worth was less than it used to be if she didn't look, in her eyes, as good as she once did. Second, exercise. Nora ran on a regular basis, and she was fit. But when she talked about running, it was always in the context of having to run and burning calories. I knew that her physical activity could be so much more. It could be a stress reliever. It could be clear her mind time. It could be a way to celebrate lungs and legs, which had become strong from years of running. She could think of her running as a way to see the city and hear the birds sing with nobody interrupting her. It could be so much more. Third, emotions. Nora was full of emotions, and she was a big fan of journaling. She said it really helped her to try and express how she felt onto the pages. But I suspected, and it turned out to be true, that while Nora did open up to her journal, she wasn't opening up to the people in her life. She was still bottling her emotions and opinions during the day. She was determined not to upset anyone or inconvenience anyone else with her worries. And while the journaling was a start, I knew that emotionally, there was so much room to give her more freedom and expression to manage her feelings so they didn't drive her into eating compulsively. I find that developing emotional skills to help ourselves feel better is one of the things that turns a corner for people who want to stop using food to manage their feelings. Area number four, where I wanted Nora to have more. Food. As we touched on, eating enough overall is the first step in breaking up with binge eating. But more with food also includes eating all the things you enjoy, not putting sugar or flour or cheese off limits. And it includes freedom and permission to enjoy all these foods without guilt or shame. Food can be so much more than just fuel. It can be delicious and pleasing. Speaking of things which are pleasing, the fifth area where people can give themselves more is pleasure. Joy, fun, laughter, recreation. I can't tell you how many people's food problems have been solved where part of the solution was deliberately including more fun, joyful things on a daily basis. Think about it. So many of us don't do anything deliberately fun throughout the day. We try and work all the time and save the fun for spare minutes or weekends. The sixth place in which I see people often dying to give themselves more is rest. If we try and be super mom or super dad, and also have a career, and train like an athlete, and change the world with our volunteer work, while we have a sparkling designer home, that all comes with heavy responsibilities to also rest and recharge. Our bodies and brains need to stop exerting energy at times. They need to stop doing work. They reset when we sleep or when we take breaks from the screen. 
or when we just do something for recreation. Our minds and bodies need to idle and stay in one place sometimes, without us cracking the whip, driving them to produce, produce, produce. Nora accomplished an amazing array of work on a daily basis. It was staggering the amount of things she could get done. She was successful in her career. She was very involved with her two kids. And she had creative writing projects underway. Plus, she stuck to a pretty intense fitness regimen. But it didn't leave time for her to ever recharge her batteries to 100%. And often, when she felt like her brain and body were just empty and listless... She'd fall into a binge, consuming five or ten energy bars after dinner. She described herself as a zombie in these states, incapable of thinking, who just wanted to fill up that void. And all the energy bars in the world didn't seem to do it. I hope that everyone listening will consider these areas of moreness really seriously. Solving your food issues, whatever form they take, binge eating, emotional eating, compulsive eating, or just an uncomfortable fixation with food and your weight might be solved by giving yourself more. Flipping the script in our minds, of course, isn't easy. We've gotten so conditioned to aim for less. We get advice like, cut out the sugar, cut out the wine, shrink your belly, reduce the fat on your legs, be less needy, be less emotional, be less lazy, less, less, less. I want you to try more. I want you to try more fun, more openness, more rest, more flavor, more fulfillment, more joy, more love for yourself and others. My new book, it's called Give Yourself More, is launching this week. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, and soon on Audible as well. Just so you know, my co-author Alicia Fetters and I did the narration for the audiobook, so you get to actually hear our voices instead of some hired narrator. We think it's more genuine that way. I can't wait to hear what you think. You can also pick up Give Yourself More from On Target Publications, and I'll put a link in the show notes. One thing they do that I think is super cool is if you buy the paper version, you get the ebook free. So you don't have to wait for your book to arrive in the mail, you can just dig into it instantly. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Give Yourself More if you pick it up, and I always appreciate a review of this show if you have a moment to let other people know what you think. Drop a line through the contact form at georgiefear.com if you have an idea or something you want to know more about when it comes to breaking up with binge eating. I'll see you next week, and I really hope you enjoy the book.